What's up, guys? Welcome back to Dedicated to Growth. It is just me today on the podcast, and I'm going to be chatting with you all about fitness myths, fat loss, how to get toned, and I wanted to start off with a little story before diving into it. Again, I know that there's a lot of questions on there about how to track your macros, can I eat out while I'm tracking my macros, how much flexibility can I really have, like, am I going to have to give up having fun on my fitness journey, and a lot of those questions, there's there's a lot that goes into it, you know, and that's what people don't want to hear is that it does de- it does depend on the person, it depends on the situation, it depends on your history with fitness, how much muscle mass you have, your knowledge of tracking macros. So there's a lot that goes into answering any of those questions, and I'm going to dive into a couple of them today. Um, but since I have been on social media the past, what, seven years, and I've been full-time online over four and a half years now, I've seen a lot of fitness trends come and go. So I wanted to start off with just a little story about kind of how how I got inspired to share my journey. And you guys know a little bit about how I started. I've gone over that a couple times in my first podcast, but I wanted to talk about kind of what not to do when dieting. And like I said, a little story. So when I was 15 years old and there was there was social media, but it definitely wasn't as big as it is now. It wasn't as impactful. Not everyone was on it, um, at least not as, uh, as much uh, content consumption as there is now on a daily basis from pretty much everybody of all age ranges. And that's when I kind of started sharing my journey a little bit. I had a private Instagram account. I'd post my meals. I'd post what I was doing. And I would take in so much content. I would take in so much content from YouTubers, um, especially like bikini competitors. I really idolized bikini competitors. I did compete when I was 17 turning 18. So I was 18 when I competed, but I started prep when I was 17. So I started really young in the fitness industry. And I, again, I took in so much content. And I think that's what people are doing now of all age ranges from 14, 15 years old, probably even younger. I'm assuming kids who are like 12, 13 probably have phones. I think I got a phone when I was like 14 or 13. Um, but it wasn't a phone like an iPhone. I got, I think it was like one of those little flip phone things, um, when I was in what, probably like seventh or eighth grade. I don't even remember. Um, but we definitely didn't have iPhones like this back then, or at least, um, people in middle school didn't. (laughs) And yeah, so getting into that, I think everyone from all age ranges, 13, 14, up to 50s, 60s consumes just so much content now. And it's always constant content consumption. And that's that can be an issue for many reasons. I'm just going to stick to the uh, fitness side of things today. But I know that for me, when I was that age and I was consuming so much content at 14, 15 years old, I was taking it all as fact. And not that I was so deluded to think that some of it wasn't real. You know, I knew that some things were made up, that fi- a social media could be fictional. But when I saw someone say cinnamon burns body fat, or if you eat this food, you'll lose more weight. Or if you do this exercise, it's the best for fat loss. I really valued the opinion of these people because I thought their physiques were amazing. You know, I thought these bikini pad- competitors looked so great. So what I wanted to do was emulate them and do what they did because I thought I would look like that. That's not the case. It's still not the case. I mean, I can't. Do you guys remember when the cinnamon, the cinnamon challenge was going on? You had to take a spoonful of cinnamon and try to swallow it. And that was supposed to help increase your metabolism as well. 
absolutely crazy. I can tell you for a fact that is fictional or when everybody and their mother was having a shot of apple cider vinegar in the morning, which tastes absolutely horrific and doesn't really do much for your body at all, especially not in terms of fat loss. Again, we've, we've come to the point now where I'm pretty sure most people know that fat loss comes from being in a calorie deficit or at least hopefully people know this. Um, but yeah, let's kind of dive into it. And I'm going to start off, I'm going to cover a couple different things today, but I'm going to start off with talking about what what not to do when you're dieting. Because again, I've been a fitness coach now for about four and a half years. I've been a personal trainer for six-ish years, over six years. And I have helped a lot of women when it comes to fat loss. But let's start off and talk about the damn scale. (laughs) Okay, I wish everybody could have an accurate body fat percentage tester at their home so they can see when their body fat percentage is going down, when their muscle mass is going up. I know that's not always um, plausible for people, but do not expect the scale to drop on a weekly basis. That is the first thing I'm going to say, especially if you are someone who is lifting, especially if you are someone who has a balance of macronutrients and you're fueling your body properly because you are going to gain some muscle, especially if you're new to the gym, you're going to gain some muscle. And remember, not that muscle weighs more than fat. Obviously, it doesn't weigh more than fat, but it is much more compact than fat. So when you have more muscle, you're going to look a lot tighter, a lot more toned. Your physique is going to look a lot better but you are not going to see as much change in the scale weight, okay? So do not expect to see the scale weight drop weekly. Realistically, the scale weight's gonna fluctuate on a daily basis based off of stress levels, based off of sleep. If you didn't get enough sleep, your body's under stress. Your cortisol is gonna be a little bit higher. Um, If you had a very high sodium meal, if you had your free meal, there's a lot of different ways um, or a lot of different reasons that your body could be under stress or that the scale weight could be fluctuating. Maybe it's your time of the month. Maybe your hormones are fluctuating. Maybe you're um, fighting off some sort of sickness. It's realistically going to fluctuate on a daily and weekly basis. So don't expect a scale to drop every single week, okay? Focus on how your progress photos are looking. Focus on your how your clothes are fitting. Focus on your energy levels. Focus on, um, again, if you're going to do measurements, measurements are great. You can get a body fat percentage scale. Again, those aren't not, not, those aren't necessarily going to be 100% accurate, but they will show trends like scale weight and body fat percentage trending down or muscle mass trending up. So we can look at those trends as opposed to um, like taking that as fact. And then second thing with cutting, please do not rely on supplements for fat loss. <laughs> Each supplement does have its like usage. So obviously protein is going to help with your recovery if you're taking a post-workout um, weight isolate. And you can use dietary protein as well. So dietary supplements like protein powder, I mean, if you have a protein shake in the morning and you work out in the evening, you're still going to get the benefits of having more protein throughout the day. So again, you can't rely on supplements for fat loss because remember, fat loss comes from a calorie deficit. So any type of quote unquote fat burner, um, it's not actually going to be burning fat. What it's going to do is sometimes they can help with, again, energy output or satiety. So There are some fat burners that do kind of keep you feeling more satiated so you're not as hungry throughout the day. I don't really recommend these at all. And then um, the only type of like quote unquote advertised fat burner I would recommend is L-carnitine. Again, no supplement you take is going to burn fat, but they do have their uses and they can be helpful in in, um, 
in working in tandem, I don't know what other word to use, working in tandem with a calorie deficit and a proper training program and protocol. So don't rely on supplements for fat loss. If you see someone advertising something like, take this to lose fat, BS. Don't, don't, don't fall for that. Again, if you have a calorie deficit, if you have a proper training split in place and you want to take performance and recovery supplements like protein powder and creatine, which can be very, very helpful for your workout recovery and progression and helping to maintain or build muscle, those things are very helpful, yes, but you don't want to be relying on them for your fat loss progress. Um, the next thing, again, you do not want to start with your um, energy expenditures. So like you don't want to start with your energy expenditure super high. So you don't want to start off your cut with doing cardio every single day. That's just going to end up with you having to, again, adapt to that and then increase it even more. So if you say you start your uh, cutting phase and you're doing two sessions of cardio at 20 minutes and you start your cut and you're like, okay, I want to increase my energy expenditure so much increase my energy uh, output. So I'm going to increase my cardio to four sessions of 45 minutes. That is going to get you to a place where, again, your body is eventually going to adapt to those four sessions of 45 minutes of cardio, and you're going to have to increase it even more or drop your calories even more. So again, over the time of your cutting phase, if you want to start with committing to eight weeks or 10 weeks or 12 weeks, however long you want to commit to a cut, and I would say minimum eight weeks because you do want to take it slow so that your progress will be a lot more sustainable. Gradually be increasing your energy output. So gradually be increasing your steps or your cardio if you are doing cardio at the gym or you are going to be gradually decreasing the amount of calories that you're eating. And that's why it's recommended to track macros so you can make sure that you're keeping your protein high enough at about 0.8 to 1.2 grams of protein depending on um, again, your macros, your body, your body composition, uh, the more muscle you have and the leaner you are to start, the higher your protein is going to be. So say you're a very, very lean individual anyways, you're probably going to have your protein at about 1 to 1.2. And if you have a lot more weight to lose, it's going to be more so around the 0.8 range. Whew, I am talking so fast. <laughs> this topic always gets me heated because I'll just um, tell you guys a little story. I mean, I had a conversation with a client even yesterday and we started together less than a week ago. So it's been less of a week, less than a week of working together. And she texts me like, are you sure I'm going to be able to see progress? And I was like, I responded. I was like, yes. I mean, I can assure you if you give me six months of commitment and you do everything that I'm telling you that you will see progress. Absolutely. Like I have no doubt about that. I'm a good coach. I know what I'm doing. The only time clients don't see progress is when they're not consistent with the program that I'm giving them and they're not checking in and following protocols. So (laughs) her response was telling me that she had done this before and it's always been a three-month cycle of being in a calorie deficit, losing some weight, getting frustrated when she hits a plateau, and then gaining the weight back. And I said, yeah, this is very normal because this is what happens when you slash your calories very low, your energy output is super high, your body adapts to that high output, and then you hit a plateau and generally people do get frustrated and give up. So I was explaining that's the reason why you have to take time to reverse diet and build up your caloric intake before going back into a calorie deficit. Otherwise, you will again and again go through that same cycle of hitting a plateau, getting frustrated, giving up, and not staying committed to yourself. And I think that that answer, that answer is a science-based proven answer, right? Like the more times you bring your calories down, 
go through that same cycle, the more your metabolism is going to adapt, downregulate to that lower calorie amount, the more you're going to hit a plateau, and the more you're probably, not everyone, probably going to get frustrated and give up on yourself. So that's why it's so important to have realistic expectations for yourself. And it's so important to have that timeline in mind because if you don't take time out of a deficit, you don't take time to reverse diet, you will not be able to maintain your progress. Um, so yeah, going off of that, again, um, don't start with your energy expenditure, energy output super high. Um, if you're currently working out four days a week, maybe increase it to five days a week and then you won't even have to add in much cardio. So any ways of getting you into a slightly bigger deficit is going to help you get closer to your fat loss goal but you want to do that slowly and like systematically so you're not doing it all at once because that is what's going to lead to adaptation. Um, Third, fourth, fourth, fourth reason is don't restrict yourself. You can't restrict yourself from the foods you love for a long period of time and not anticipate that you're going to have cravings or want to go overboard. Again, if you're restricting yourself from the foods you love, if you are telling yourself you can't have something, generally you're going to want it that much more. Um, so that's why I teach my clients how to track macros and utilize flexi- flexible dieting. Because again, if you're not flexible with your approach, your progress is generally not going to last. And that's kind of just an all around fact for everybody. You have to be flexible in your approach. Otherwise you're going to continue to um, burn out. So feel very burnt out and feel like you're not where you want to be again and again. And that is going to really, really make it much more difficult for you to maintain your progress that you want to have. And that's why it's really good to have those expectations for yourself of giving that um, eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 week start. And that's something that I talk about all the freaking time with my clients is that, yes, we could cut down for four weeks, but how much progress are you realistically going to make in four weeks? Not that much. Not if you do it sustainably. And even if you don't do it sustainably, it's not actually going to be fat loss. It's going to be water loss. Again, if you drastically cut your calories, drastically cut your carbs, you're going to lose water weight in a couple weeks. Yeah, but you're probably going to gain it all back after that vacation or wedding or whatever you have crash dieted for. So again, I think it's really important to Really make sure you have those expectations when going into a fat loss phase and you're really only going to start seeing a lot more progress when you start focusing on not doing more, but doing it right. (laughs) When you start to focus on the quality of your workouts and the quality of the food that you're eating and making sure you're eating the proper balance of macronutrients instead of just constantly putting more and more stress on your body and eventually hitting plateau after plateau because again, you're not actually allowing for that that long-term and sustainable approach for yourself. So again, that's that's kind of the reason why I wanted to talk about this because I feel like the mindset aspect of like a fat loss journey or a muscle gain journey or body recomp or reverse diet is the hardest part, you know? It is really really challenging to keep your keep your focus on your long-term goals when you feel like you're hitting a plateau after maybe four weeks or three weeks. And if you don't see the scale drop for a week, are you going to get frustrated and give up on yourself? Are you really ask yourself, like, are you going to allow yourself to give up and get frustrated? Because I've heard it all like the I've been super consistent. Why am I not seeing these changes? I don't feel like I'm making progress. Why am I not seeing your results? And those are generally uh, statements or questions that I get from people after maybe a couple of weeks, maybe two weeks, maybe three weeks of consistency. But 
your fitness journey and body composition changes will not happen overnight. It will not happen in a couple of weeks, which is why you need to be so consistent and so patient and honestly enjoy the ride. Like think about it like every other aspect of your life, you know there's going to be up and downs, right? Maybe you're working a job that you don't like, but you're working really hard at this grunt position because you want to get a promotion. Same thing with your fitness journey. Maybe the first couple months are going to be really hard and you won't see as much progress. But then once you start getting stronger and you start seeing the visible results after two months or three months, you're going to be so much more motivated and so much more excited to keep working on yourself. And that's when you start realizing that it is going to take time because results don't happen for anyone within a couple of weeks. They happen over time and when you look at someone's transformation and maybe it has been a four month transformation that you see from a different client. Maybe they have never trained before in their life. This is their first time lifting weights. They haven't been yo-yo dieting like you have for the past three years. They haven't been constantly in a calorie deficit and that is why they're able to see more progress in a shorter amount of time. Also remember at the beginning of your fitness journey, when you just start, if you do it the right way, you will see so much progress so much quicker. The more advanced you get with your training and the more that you have been in a deficit again and again, the harder it is for your body to respond to stimulus. So for me especially, I have to be very systematic and methodical with my training um, because my body is very adapted to weight training and to that consistency side of things. So again, like I said, it's it's more so about the mindset aspect of things if you want to see long-term changes over time. And it's also a really important thing to remember that your goals are going to probably change and need to change throughout your entire fitness journey. And I mean, think about me just going back to the beginning. All I wanted to do was be a comp- bikini competitor. And once I recognized that I wanted to be a bikini competitor because I admired the physique and the glitz and the glam and not actually because I wanted to be a bikini competitor was when I really recognized what fitness meant to be and what I wanted out of my fitness journey. And so I knew that after I did my first competition, I wouldn't be doing it again because it wasn't something that aligned with me or who I want to be or what I wanted to create for myself. And that's okay. And you should be excited for the next chapter. So maybe you just finished a cutting phase or maybe you have been hitting a plateau. You know you need to reverse diet. Maybe you're a little scared. You might be. Maybe you're a little bit scared because you feel like, I don't know, maybe you feel like you're scared of gaining a little bit of weight or you're scared of seeing the scale go up or you're scared of not being where you want to be. That's okay. It's okay to be scared. What's not okay is to hold yourself back because of those fears. It's okay to be nervous. It's okay to be scared. It's okay to have doubts but you can't hold yourself back because of it. You have to continue to focus on what you want long-term, what you want to create long-term. And I think that being able to just kind of have that recognition for yourself is that's going to be the most important thing in keeping your motivation and your momentum to have fitness as an enjoyable part of your lifestyle and actually enjoy the process instead of constantly wanting to rush through it to get to this quote unquote end result because your end result with fitness is not actually an end result. And I can pretty much guarantee that because long-term progress comes from years of consistency, of patience, of showing up when it gets tough. You think I want to go to the gym every day? No, but 
you know, we do it anyway. We do it anyway because we know how good it feels after when you're finished. So like I said, I think this, I think this is kind of a turning point. And a lot of people are starting to catch on to this, that that quick fix doesn't work. But I also have a lot of clients who do have a really hard trouble detaching from the scale. And I don't fault anyone for this because it is part of our culture and it's part of the reality of social media and people wanting quick fixes and quick results. And I think that is why it's even more important to have that recognition that there are there has to be sustainable ways of getting to where you want to be and you have to have those influences around you. So if you're someone who's constantly on social media, constantly taking in all of this different content, recognize that you need to do it in a way that's going to actually last for you and work for you and not a way that's just hopping from different program to program every single day because it is way too freaking easy to scroll through social media and see someone's body and see how they're posing in the certain lighting with the perfect filter, whatever it is, and just completely feel down on yourself because you're not where X person is. And we have to stop this, okay? I catch myself doing it too. We all do. It happens to everyone. Um, but... Again, keep in mind, I have been a lot of different shapes and sizes during my fitness journey. I started out where I was like a very normal looking, had a little bit of like body fat, baby fat type of look when I was in high school. And then I got very, very thin, very, very skinny in an unhealthy way. I got very stage lean. Um, and then I reverse dieted. I put on some more body fat. I've been very lean. I've had more body fat. I've had less body fat. And Honestly, if I showed, I wish I had, I didn't take that many pictures, unfortunately, when I was super, super skinny and super lean because I just hated how I looked. So I have some photos of when I was like 98 pounds, but not many. And I don't have like any photos from when I reverse dieted after my show because I was so insecure about how I looked when I gained weight. But I, I mean, I have a couple, but they're not, they're not great. But again, stop comparing yourself and remember that confidence is something you choose and it's the best freaking thing that you can wear and I know that's such a cheesy thing but again you have to just think about yourself as a work in progress every single day and you have to love that work in progress because if you don't love yourself in the moment you're never going to feel good when you get to that end goal because you're just going to constantly be critiquing yourself because that's what you're used to so just my little rant today and again I think that it's really important to remind yourself when you're looking at social media or comparing where you are to where someone else is that this is always going to be a process so no matter what your starting point is don't di- don't go to that fad diet again. Ditch that freaking fad diet and actually enjoy this process because it should be fun and it should be enjoyable. So hopefully this helps you a little bit if you're thinking about getting summer shreddy. Again, we got what? three and a half or three months till summer. So take this time and freaking utilize it. Okay. Stop beating yourself up. Stop comparing yourself to anyone else. Take this time and do a freaking systematic 10 week cut, 12 week cut, whatever it might be so that you can actually get to where you want to be and maintain all of that progress. So let me know. Um, if you need any help, you can always reach out to me and I'm happy to answer any questions on social media. But I think right now, the reason I really wanted to make this is because I've been getting asked so much about fat loss, but most of the people that I talk to have either been in a calorie deficit or calorie cycling or yo-yo dieting for years, and they need to take time out of a deficit to get to where they want to be. So that's why I really wanted to talk about this today. Hopefully it resonated, not renovated with some of you. And let me know what other topics you would like me to chat about. Love you guys.